Begin reading with me in verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. That's a long time. So I got four points tonight. And we'll end with an illustration. Hopefully I'll be a blessing to you because this psalm has encouraged me when I studied it and, and prepared this message. Uh, point number one, David. this is a psalm of David. David professes that the Lord is his shepherd. So we can see two things from that statement alone. He is saying that he proclaims that the Lord is his shepherd. So what does that make David? A sheep. Very good. Very simple. Very simple. Very simple concept there. But let, let's, let's dig into that a little bit there, shall we? The sheep. How do we see the sheep in the message? It's very simple. A good shepherd has sheep. <laughs> he wouldn't be a shepherd if he didn't have sheep, right? Duh. David is saying that God is his shepherd and that he is his sheep. Uh, verse 2 backs up this statement. He is saying he is, he's like acting as a sheep. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. That's what a good shepherd does. Takes his sheep to green pastures. It wouldn't do much good if the shepherd took him to a, a dirt field and said, all right, go ahead and eat up. That wouldn't do justice. Takes them to a good place to eat. Amen. Come on, y'all. Come on, we're free old Baptists. We're free meal Baptists. That should be a Amen, you know. He takes you to a good place to eat. He, he takes you to still waters, peaceful waters. I'm going to reiterate that here in a minute. But he's a good shepherd. Sheep are dumb animals. Dumb animals. They depend on the shepherd. Sheep don't have a built-in instinct to find water or food. Like some animals do. A dog, they, they can pretty much fend for themselves. A horse, they, they can find water. But a sheep cannot do that. They are dependent on the shepherd. That is a dependent relationship that they have. They cannot survive without a shepherd. They're vulnerable. They can't protect themselves from an, from an enemy, from a wolf, from a bear. They need protection. They're vulnerable. They're dependent on that shepherd. Point number two, the relationship of the shepherd and the sheep. Let, let's, let's dig into this a little bit deeper. The shepherds during that day, when they would go into a town, they would put their sheep into a pen with other shepherds' sheep. It almost becomes a tongue twister. <laughs> Amen. So, 
they would, they would put these sheep in the pen with, mixed in with other sheep. And when they'd done their business in town, they would come out and they would call. They would have a call, a whistle, whatever. And the sheep would hear that, hear that shepherd's voice and come out of the pen one by one. They wouldn't come out with another man. And that, that struck me. And I was like, why is that? They, they're dumb animals, but why, why do they listen to that voice? That shepherd spent day in and day out with them sheep. He took care of them. They, he, he built that relationship with that sheep. He had to take care of them sheep. He built that strong bond with that sheep. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. Just, just listen to me. He built a relationship with them. And when he called for his sheep, they knew his voice. Application. David says he's a sheep. He, God is his shepherd. He is saying, in sense, he is listening to God's voice. God's Word. God's Word right here in front of you tonight. God's Word. He is listening to it. You, you listen to it by reading it and applying it into your life. Listening is not just hearing. Listening is, is a little bit different. You need to have application behind it. If I, if I just listened to my dad, I, my dad told me to, hey, son, take out the trash. And if I just listened, I would just heard it one end out the other. If I were to be obedient, if I would have hearkened unto my dad's voice, I would have followed through. Does that make sense? Very, very simple. I'm not, I'm not a deep theologian. That's why I did not go and continue to study in Revelation. Just saying. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> uh, that's way over, that's above my pay grade and above my intellect. Anyway, so David says he is following God's voice. There are so many voices today through news, through false teachers, everything. So many voices. Even your own family, even yourself telling you, your own flesh. Hey, Timothy, do this. Hey, put your name in the blank. Do this, do that, do this, do that. David is saying he's listening to God's voice. What voice or who vo- whose voice are you listening to today? Yesterday, last week. Which one are you going to choose to listen to tomorrow? This present, next week, next month. I, I submit we need to listen to God's voice, which I said already, His Word. Point number three. The blessings of following God. There is blessings for following God. This is not a wealth and health prosperity because you're going to have hard times, but there are blessings in following God. Let, let, let's look at... We see this in verse 1 through 6. I shall not want. Even at my young age, still wet behind the ear, I'm not liking anything. Matter of fact, I probably have too much. And if you are honest with yourself, you can say the same thing. Even though I might not have a whole lot of money, I still have a roof over my head, I still have food in my belly. I still have a job. I still am able to work. I still have both feet. I st- see, you see what I'm saying? We, we're blessed. Not just in the, the physical side, but the spiritual. I shall not want. God will take care of your needs. That don't mean your wants. It ain't, it ain't okay to say, I want a new Chevy truck with a, to pull my new boat with. Lord, are you going to bless me with that? No. He, he might. 
Amen? Amen. That's good. It, it's, it's your needs. Your, your basic needs. The God takes care of the sparrows. Surely He can take care of you and me. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Boy, ain't that something. Sheep, when they're full, you know what they do when they're full? They do what we do after Sunday night, Sunday lunch. Lie down. <laughs> Kick, they, they lie down. So he's saying, in essence, he is full. With wanting nothing. I don't need nothing. I've got it all. And if, if we were to lose all our money, all our health, everything we have, we can look at Job. Who still, through, through it all, praised God. Never, not one time denounced God for all the things that had happened to him. So even if we have all that to fall from us, we still have God, our salvation. That's all we need. That's cool. That, that's comforting. Especially with everything that's going on in this world uh, right now. Waters, still waters. Waters of rest. It's kind of neat. There's a little tad bit there. Sheep won't drink from running water. They drink from still water. That's pretty neat. Take that and leave it. Still waters. Waters of rest. Peaceful waters. I love verse 3. He restores my soul. Has anybody restored anything like an old table or old car? Just raise your hand. Anything, anything at all, a painting, whatever. You take that thing that was dead, that thing that was just awful to look at, and you take it, you throw a little bit of money into it, and you restore it. You bring it back to life. That's a neat concept, ain't it? Take what's dead and to restore it, to bring it back. That's, that's pretty cool. And I'm, I've always wanted to do something like that, but never had that much money, so... Amen. Psalm 19.7 The reviving of the soul. Psalm 19.7 as a cross reference I found in studying the reviving of the soul, soul restoration. We also see sanctification in this next part of this verse. That, that's point three. Rest, restoration and sanctification is point three. I'm sorry. Pass of righteousness for His name's sake. I grew up being taught that my name meant something. My last name is Price. It's uh, priceless. Uh, I, my granddad had a nursery. He grew plants, all kinds of different plants. I remember working. I was 10 years old or so. I didn't have much muscle. And we're doing mums. And mums get kind of heavy. I've been doing it all day. Got down to the last pots or so. I told my granddaddy, I said, Granddaddy, I can't do it no more. I can't move that pot. He said, Son, what's your name? I said, Timothy. He said, No, what's your name, son? I said, Timothy Wayne Price. He's like, That's right, pick up that pot. <laughs> Amen. But and when, and when I grew up and started having my driver license, my dad would tell me before I left the house, he said, Son, you represent me your last name, but ultimately you represent God. That's the idea here. Pass of righteousness for whose name? His. A pretty important name. God. His namesake. You, when you leave your house, you're an ambassador for Him. 
If you are saved, you are a child of God, therefore represent God's name. You have God's last name in essence. You're now part of God's family, so you ought to act like His family. Amen? Amen. Verse 4. Though he is faced with death, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That literally means he is on the brink. He has death, Sheol, the grave in front of him. I've never been so close to death. He's saying, though I am right there in the brink of it, I, I ain't going to fear. I ain't going to worry. Why? Why, why are all... All those things I just mentioned, possible. Because he is a good shepherd. Because David recognizes who his shepherd is. It's not himself. It's not his family. It's not the TV. It's not a TV evangelist that is preaching falsely. It's the truth of God. His word. That's what makes him not afraid of death and his rod and staff to comfort him. A shepherd always has the right tool. He had oftentimes a staff or a staff with a little loop on it and a hook. And if a sheep fell off on the edge, the shepherd would go get them, bring them back up. Because sheep are dumb. They would just walk off on the edge of the cliff. They need help. Much like us. I do some pretty dumb things. I say, Tim, boy. You done that? That was stupid. I don't know if that's okay to say, but I just said it. That was dumb. And the Lord helps me in that, as He's a good shepherd, He pulls me out of that ditch, brings me back on the right path of righteousness for His name's sake, so I continue leaving. There's nothing I can do. I can't get out of that ditch. I done messed up. I can't, I can't, get, I can't climb up out of that ditch. God has to lift me back out and bring me back on the right path. I can't do it on my own. His rod and staff. Oftentimes the rod is disciplining, get him back in line. The staff is more of comforting, protecting. He, he can use that, that other end of the stick to whack an animal off in the head or whatever. He can protect with that end of the other, other end of the staff. That's oftentimes was the tool that they used. So God is a good shepherd. Amen. Amen. Point number five, uh, point number four, I'm sorry. The expected hope. Verse six. Surely in goodness and mercy shall follow me all, not just some, not on the days that God wants to, but all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't mean forever means forever. You can't, you can't even explain that. <laughs> Eternity. Infinite. Unmeasurable. Forever. Ain't that comforting? If nothing, ain't that just comforting? I know that one day I will die. Or I will go to heaven and be in the presence of the Lord. Forget all about, yes, it's going to be exciting that you ain't going to have uh, broken bones, aching bones, uh, anything wrong with you. 
You have a perfect body. Forget all that for just a second. Because oftentimes we forget, we focus on the street of gold. It ain't being a bunch of streets. It's just one street. But street of gold. And we get caught up in, I want my mansion silver line and all that. Uh, let's, let's, let's get really what the main focus of heaven is all about. Jesus. He's going to be the light in heaven. It's going to be all around him. It always has been around him since the beginning of time. He was there at creation all throughout the Old Testament. He had that scarlet scarlet uh, ribbon thread all the way through the Old Testament to bring it to the New Testament. And it's all about Jesus. Boy, let me get off of that for a second. Forever. I want to end with this uh, illustration about a sheep that was been lost. On March 17th in the year of 2022, in Austria, a sheep had been lost for six years. The sheep dubbed Alex in honor of where he was found had apparently escaped from a farm when he was only a baby and hadn't been sheared at all in at least the six years that he was lost. So imagine... A sheep, that, a sheep needs shearing. If not, the wool becomes long and matted and it causes complications for that sheep. He had 80 pounds of wool on him. He said 80 pounds of wool. He had urine, sticks, twigs, and bugs all over him. The person that was, I'm quoting the person that had found him said it was heartbreaking. She said that he was so matted up, they had to call in an expert to perform shearing. The, the expert came out at midnight and worked on him for about an hour and said that it was critical. If he did not get it off of him that night, they don't think that he would probably have lived through the night. Let's apply that sheep to us. We, before Christ, before you found Christ, were like that sheep. Lost, you stank, you were broken, you had sin in your life, which I, I want to go ahead and compare it to the twigs and bugs because it just eats you alive. It, it hurts, sticks hurt. So that, that is the idea here. That's, that, that lamb, that sheep, was stinky, filthy, broken, heartbreaking and needed a professional. I submit to you that a true professional that can take me stinky, broken, sinful, deserve hell. The only professional that can heal me and restore me and make me right with Him is God. Through Jesus, His Son that died on the cross. You can't get simpler than that. It's not, like I said, it's not how good I am. It's definitely not how good I talk or how I look on how I, on how I give. It's not anything, anything at all, but believing in Christ. So I, I want to leave with this, this application. Then we'll have a time of, of song if, that, if y'all want to do that or not. That's up to y'all. But I want to end with a, a time of reflection. You can come to the front or there in your pew. It does not matter. 
we're all sheep to something. We all have a shepherd. We're all sheep. We're all following something. We're either following ourselves, following another sheep about to fall off the cliff, or we're following God. My question to you is, who is your shepherd? Whose voice are you listening to? Let's pray. Lord, thank You for this day. Thank You for this, this uh, hour where we come to worship You. But Lord, I ask that You be on the hearts and minds of this congregation. To Lord, to those that are like the sheep in a story who are lost, need restoring, need healing. Lord, let tonight be the night where they get that right. Because Lord, just like that sheep, if they waited, that sheep would have died. And that would have been it for that sheep. But for us, it's an eternal thing. Forever. When a person dies in sin without knowing Christ, they go to a place of hell. Eternity in hell. Forever in hell. But Lord, if they have accepted Christ, they are a lamb. They are in the flock of God. They are a child of God. Are they listening to the voice of God like they should? Are they in God's Word like they should? And Lord, help me. Lord, I know I struggle with this. This is not something that I have mastered or will never master. Lord, help me to be obedient to Your voice and Your will. Lord, I ask that You be with us in this time of reflection. Lord, I pray this Your name. Amen.